Hello, hello. Welcome back to an episode of Shape the Coaches Weekly Podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in. Thank you for joining us for another week where it is our goal, our mission to deliver a positive, inspiring message straight to you, the people, give you something to think about throughout your week, throughout your life, and hopefully give you something that really sets your spirit on fire, really gives you something that's going to better you, give you something to share with your friends, your family, your loved ones. Remember, we're a community at Shape the Culture. We follow the model of each one, teach one. So as we learn and grow together, we believe that it's our purpose to share our lessons with one another. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for finding your way here. Thank you for giving us a listen. Thank you for giving us a chance. Hope you enjoy your time here as you listen. Hope you go back to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening, subscribe. Also visit us at shapetheculture.org where you can sign up to have the message delivered to you personally every Monday. If you're a continuing listener, thank you so much for continuing to join us. Thank you for continuing to share, provide your feedback, your commentary, your ratings, your reviews. It's all love. It's all appreciated. And it all really helps. Every bit of advice, every bit of feedback I get, it helps me day by day, week by week. So this week, we are continuing our series, which is titled, I Am Human. This series, we've been focusing on aspects of human nature that really I think everybody deals with, everybody has inside of them. Um, there's some characteristics of our human nature that I think come out across our journeys that we see. And so we started off this series talking about being the greatest because it's my belief that nobody wants to be nameless. I believe that deep down inside all of us, everybody wants to be great. Everybody wants to achieve their purpose, reach their higher self. And then we talked about being able to confront ourselves and not crash out. We learned about the power of our tongue last week and how that is something that we all deal with. It's something that is, is unavoidable because crashing out it is a part of human nature. And that's what we talked about last week. And so we've been going through this story, talking about the, the stories of Peter, really. He's been our focus looking at Peter. And we also talked about timing. We talked about how God's timing is perfect. And we saw that illustrated in the story of Peter as well. And so this week we are continuing inside the story of Peter. He's continuing to go through his, his spiritual journey, go through these aspects, like I said, of our human nature that we all go through. This week, we are going to look at two separate stories. So I'm going to start with the first story is in the book of Luke, chapter 5. And then the second story is in the book of John chapter 21. They both contain Peter. They're both the same miracle, but we see one at the beginning of Peter's journey and one towards the end of his journey with Jesus. So starting with Luke chapter five, it reads like this. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon Peter, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where, where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, We worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. 
And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter had realized what happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I am such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as was as were the others with him. And now, moving forward to the book of John, chapter 21, it reads like this. Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there, Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, jumped into the water, and headed to shore. And so I wanted to look at two stories this week to illustrate the concept of change. That is what this message is about. It's human nature to change, grow, and evolve. We are beings that have adapted through change since the beginning of time. We witness ourselves and others change physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. I think it's interesting that even though change is one of the most natural things about life, we often resist change because it's uncomfortable. There is always a period when change seems to make life more complicated, and we would rather everything just stay the same. This is part of our human nature as well. We don't like to be uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable is something that I believe is learned over time. And once we become accustomed to becoming uncomfortable, we're more open to change and begin to see how beautiful change can actually be. So these stories focus on change from a human perspective, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. I love how the Bible uses the same miracle to illustrate how change happens over time and how we can choose to react to change. I also love how the Bible illustrates that the only thing constant in our lives is God. Let's look at the first story. This is Peter's call to be a disciple. This is his encounter with Jesus that turns him to a heads over heel believer, causes him to give up fishing in his old life, to pursue a new life with Jesus. This is the beginning of their journey together, but it didn't come easy. During this time, we see how cautious and almost fearful Peter was as he fell down before him because he didn't understand who Jesus was and didn't know that he was really witnessing a, and didn't know if he was witnessing a miracle or maybe some twisted form of magic. I think we can relate to Peter in this first, this first story because when we first encounter God and witness miracles in our own lives, we tend to be skeptical. We tend to be like Peter and think of ourselves as so sinful that how could God come before us? We tend to think that there's no way something so good and positive could happen to us. Our human nature is inclined to believe that it's too good to be true. 
So we might hesitate to commit ourselves to pursuing God and deepening our relationship while continuing to ignore our spiritual health. Then on the other side, I think once we do start to recognize that there is a divine presence, we begin to acknowledge God in our lives. We take our spiritual health more seriously. We go full speed. We dive into deepening our relationship with God. And like Peter, we become full of zeal and passion. These transitions are the life changes we go through that affect everything. We watch ourselves become different people as we float through spiritual transitions. It's important to note that it was the same for Peter. As we read the stories, we saw that it wasn't the situations that changed, but the person. Peter went from running away in the opposite direction to swimming towards Jesus. The reason it's so important for us to acknowledge that we do go through changes is so we're not afraid to allow change to happen. We see it every day that people are stuck in their ways. They don't have hope. They don't see a future for themselves. They think everything and everybody will always be the same. We get caught up in this mindset ourselves if we go through enough trouble. If our trials and tribulations start to become overwhelming, if our process begins to take too long, we'll shy away from even seeking change in our lives. In my opinion, I think this internal conflict of believing change won't happen while at the same time wanting to see change in your life is where many emotional disturbances come from. Like we discussed last week, it's possible for us to be our own worst enemy. Many times we're at war with ourselves. This story illustrates that Peter witnessed the same miracle and that his purpose remained the same. The only thing that changed was his reaction. The Spirit of God won't stop calling you. The urge inside of you pulling you towards evolution won't go away. As humans, we have to change. We have to grow. We have to be open to life changing at the drop of a dime. This is why it's so important for us to be ready mentally and emotionally. There will be times when you feel like you've lost. You will begin to think that the trouble and hard times will last forever without anything ever getting better. You'll want to adopt a pessimistic view of life. But I believe the spirit of God more so speaks to the realist inside all of us. Because deep down, we know that hard times don't last forever. We know we can overcome our obstacles, but victory requires constant change. We have to be willing to go through every emotion and face ourselves in the world head on. The miracles in these stories represent hope. Peter and the disciples were naturally fishermen. This was their craft and their hustle. But when we encounter them in both of the stories, they found themselves stuck in a rut. They were determined to do things their way. And this is shown as they continued to throw their net on the one side of the lake. They kept repeating themselves, doing the same thing over and over again, but producing no results. We read that every time they threw down the net, it came up empty. Yet, it never occurred to them. They never thought to change. When Jesus comes into the picture, he gives them a simple command. Throw the net on the right side. Those, those are the words he spoke to them. He was asking them to change their actions, change their perspective, and their habits. Once they did this, the net was full of fish. So many fish, it was hard to carry. 
This symbolizes how powerful change can be in our lives. But change also requires hope. And hope requires that we believe in something. Without these ingredients, we'll be stuck in a rut, trapped inside of our own process. Life moves on. We have to move with life too. But God will always be the constant that we can count on. The Spirit of God will always be there, always be willing, and always be ready. And so we have to be able to adopt that same mindset to always be present, always be willing, and always be ready. Always ready for change, always ready for our next step, our next move. That is how we can start to receive change better and it can stop being so fearful because change is change is as, is as natural as breathing. And that's just something that we have to accept. So thank you once again for tuning in to Shape the Coach's Weekly Message. Thank you for giving us a listen. I hope you enjoyed your time here. I hope you you heard something, you found something to meditate on, something that you can use moving forward. Remember to share this with your friends, your loved ones, your community. We are growing this community of, of Shape the Culture together. We're learning and growing together. Thank you for being here. I'll talk to you guys next week. I love you all.